Hey fam, it's Mariah, and welcome to Calvary Conversations, where we simplify God's word to reach today's culture by casting down arguments through real, radical testimonies and biblical conversations. Now let's get started. Welcome to Calvary Conversations. My name is Mariah, and today I have a special guest in studio with us today, and her name is Laura Pedersen. Woo! And it's also her birthday. And she did not want me to say this. But thank you, Mariah. Yes. Thanks for having me. Happy birthday. And thank you for joining us. So Laura has been on the news a lot recently for all good things. All good things. <laughs> she's not wanted. Um, but it's been cool just seeing all that she's been doing here at Cabrera Valley, our church. Uh, she is leading our pro-life ministry team. That we just started, what, like a month ago? July. July. Longer than that. And she is also the campaign leader of 40 Days for Life in Tucson, which the 40 Days for Life just started. Was it Monday that it was like official or the first day was Sunday? First official day of the vigil started yesterday, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, I don't even know. But so we're going to talk about um, just what what's going on in tucson right now in arizona since right june 24th you were saying mm -hmm. so three months so laura's gonna share a little bit about that and we're gonna um, just talk about how you guys can get involved and if you do, if you don't go to cabaret valley just how your church can get involved and how you can pray and just keep you up up to date so um laura also is a grandma she's a mom of valerie Pedersen, who has invited half the church to this church um she is engaged to jonathan valerie so is engaged. valerie is not laura <laughs> laura is happily married to richard who we're praying for um he fell off a ladder so praying for him and um she is yeah she's also just a hard worker she just recently Got fired from her job of many years. How many years were you there? In total, 22 years. 22 years. And we'll explain that later for her pro-life stance. She was fired. So anyway, I know that was a long intro, but Laura, would you like to share anything else that I missed before we get into what's been going on the past three months in yeah. Arizona? You pretty much hit all the high points. Um, yes, I've been married to Richard almost 39 years wow. which is a miracle That's in itself amazing. and we are super excited for um for valerie getting married mm -hmm. um this winter and yeah. a lot of interesting life changes especially being unemployed after many many years mm -hmm. i'm actually enjoying that time yep. right now where i'm i'm able to focus more on the pro-life ministry which yep. is where my heart's at and where I get um, energized and I feel the Lord has blessed me beyond measure these last mm. few weeks of being unemployed, which so many people can't say that, yeah. you know, they're yep. you're like, oh my gosh, I, I don't have a job. I got to get a job. And I'm like, I'm okay taking a step back and waiting for where the Lord's going to lead me next. And mm. I'm, I'm, I mean, that's, that's what we're supposed to do. You know, sit back and listen and mm. wait and hear what God has in store for us. So Amen. Amen. it's 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 an interesting time in my life after yeah. working well over 40 hours a week, mm -hmm. pretty much nonstop yep. for the last 22 years. It's it, I find myself in a different place of reflection. Okay. But and but it's good. People are like you're way too calm for being unemployed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm like actually I'm. It's God. God's Amen. God's just calmed my heart and my fears and has blessed us Amen. in many ways these last few weeks. So. Amen. Yep. Yeah. And you are also a 
you've been a nurse, right? And you're still a, is it called licensed or registered nurse? Registered nurse. Registered. So I've been a registered nurse for 25 years. Yeah. I got my start as an OB nurse, mm. helping um, new moms with their babies and all that comes with that. And um, about three years into that, I started a nonprofit organization specifically to help pregnant teenagers um, get through labor or get through their pregnancy, manage labor and delivery, and be able to be a successful parent. Mm. So over the last 22 years, I've seen about 8,000 young ladies come through our program. And uh, for the most part, parent successfully and go on to do great things with their Mm. lives. And that's, again, where my heart's been for a really long time. Um, This past year... Um, being with a new, fairly new agency for me, um, we actually got funding to mm. provide services to pregnant women of all ages, wow. which with the caveat of you cannot do any referrals for abortion. Mm. So through all the years, I finally had funding that was specifically pro-life focused. And through that work, And then with a new boss who didn't see at all eye to eye with that work. Um, Yeah, one thing led to another, primarily seeing me on the news, which Mm -hmm. you mentioned I've been on the news quite a bit lately. Um, One advantage right now is I can't get fired for Mm -hmm. being outspoken Mm -hmm. for my pro-life views. Um, But it was back in May that um, this gentleman saw me on the news and started investigating and looking for ways to get rid of me. And... I guess he finally found some unknown reason because I still don't know what his reason was. Mm -hmm. And so I can just pinpoint it because I was standing firm on my convictions and standing firm for life and supporting families. And that was not his focus. So, Mm -hmm. again, thank you, Jesus, for getting me away from this toxic environment Mm -hmm. and give me more more opportunity to do the pro-life work amen so yeah yep and it's cool because i think it's important to bring up the fact that you are a nurse that you have taken care of women and you understand the whole birthing process you've had your babies you (laughs) understand all that because um even alex at the church you were there with her when she had her baby levi james and so I just think that's important because a lot of times people hear people talking about the subject and the topic of abortion, but they're like, you're a man. You don't know what the woman goes through. You don't know the pain. You don't care about women who are doing this all alone, but it's like you do. You clearly do because you've walked along teens who have no one and you're there for them. So can you tell a little bit of that? And I want to share a little bit about my journey to where I am am now because I don't think I've ever really shared that with you before, Mariah. Um, I, um, many, many years ago Mm -hmm. when I was younger than you are now, (laughs) um, a women's group I belonged to, we were birthing coaches for Mm -hmm. a group home of pregnant teenagers and, Mm -hmm. and I knew nothing Mm -hmm. about babies. I wasn't married yet. Um, I was preparing to get married to a man with two children. So Mm -hmm. I was going to become an instant mom. Um, and so we're birthing coaches. And so I get called to be a coach we didn't call them doulas back then. Mm. They were birthing coaches to a young lady who I didn't even know. I had met her one time in the classes that we took. And by this time, um, I was newly married mm. and we weren't planning on having children right away, but cause I married into two children yeah. and I was with this young lady all night long and they handed me this little bundle of baby girl who was five pound, one ounce mm. at delivery 
the mom was crying, the baby was crying, and I was bawling just as much as that baby was. I was so overwhelmed with the miracle of birth mm-hmm. um, and saw God's hand in that and was just, this is absolutely mind-blowing yeah. that women, um, that we're able to produce a child and they come out and they're beautiful and wonderful and, and yeah. no, in recognizing that God had a hand in that every step mm-hmm. of the way. Um Soon after that, I was like, I need a baby. <laughs> um, didn't have a baby right away, but I did go and experience two more births with two more mm-hmm. teenagers during that process. And um, and so that that was just, a to me, a really pivotal point, you would think, in my life. I just knew I wanted babies, and I loved babies, and I that was wonderful. Oh. Um, several years later, I went after having two children, mm-hmm. and then I went to nursing school and became a nurse, and and got into taking care of moms and babies at mm-hmm. the hospital. Um, I, my brain on a, the abortion issue was I was pro-choice. Mm. And people are like, you were pro-choice? And I'm like, well, I was pro-choice in the level of I would never encourage anybody to have an abortion. I would never choose one for myself or my family members, but I felt it shouldn't be illegal. Mm. Um, I think I was not really, well, I know I was not informed. I, I just, I didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know, I guess is what I would like to say. Um, there was a, a woman at the hospital I was working at who had gotten a diagnosis of a down, down syndrome Mm -hmm. diagnosis for her unborn baby who chose to have an abortion. Mm. And when the baby was born, um, I had the opportunity to see that baby girl. Mm. Um, she was born alive. She was about 19 weeks gestation and you know, she was, I have big hands, but she would have fit in the palm of my Mm. hand. Beautiful, perfectly formed little baby girl. You could see that she was a down syndrome baby. And Mm. all I could think of is I know so many people who would have adopted her in a heartbeat. In yeah. a heartbeat, they would have adopted her. And it broke my heart that this family just discarded this child. Mm. But I didn't become pro-life, wow. which is interesting because I think God kept tugging on my heart and yep. I just wasn't opening my eyes mm-hmm. to what this meant. Um, yeah. And mm. I started a, running a program helping pregnant teenagers and I felt mm-hmm. like, okay, God's leading me to do this work. And I saw a lot of evidence of that. And I... I continued helping teen moms have healthy babies yeah. and I never referred them to abortion because mm-hmm. why would I do that? If I'm going to help them have a healthy baby, yeah. abortion would not enter into that. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just continued doing the work, never thinking about abortion because it didn't affect my life, but I didn't think we should get, make it illegal, mm. which is, I, I look back now and I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, three and a half years ago, I sat in a movie theater and I saw a movie called unplanned. Yeah. And while I had seen the person who that movie is about, I'd seen her speak yeah. and that didn't affect me either. Mm. But three and a half years ago, watching that movie and watching an abortion on the big screen. Yep. God got a hold of my heart and said, you need Mm. to wake up. It's time to get moving. It's time to stop sitting back and being passive about this horrific thing of killing babies. Mm. And you can say, and the rest is history, right? Well, in the last three and a half years, I have done everything that I can to raise awareness that we need to end abortion. And um, I ended up getting involved with 40 Days for Life as a helper, volunteer, and the other people who were in charge just 
weren't as motivated as I was. Mm-hmm. And over the last two years, I'm the leader now, wow. and which has really energized me. And it's given me, again, that additional opportunity. And God has, again, worked amazing things in my life. Mm-hmm. And when I tell people who, you know, within the 40 Days for Life movement, that I used to be pro-choice. Mm-hmm. They're like, what? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. How is that possible? Well, it took seeing that abortion on the, on the big screen yeah. to convict me and open my eyes. And I mean, people who are still sitting on the fence and just think, oh, it doesn't, it doesn't affect me. I don't think we should make this illegal. Yeah. Um, they need to watch that movie. Amen. It's, it's just, I, it affected me in ways that I never would have imagined. I went in going, yeah, whatever. It's a movie about life, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it just, so here well, we are now post row yep, yep. Roe versus Wade being overturned on June 24th. Yep. Um, you know, I, I go back to, you know, I'm product of being in, in the growing up in the sixties and seventies. I didn't even know there was such a thing as abortion. Mm. I knew there was a such a place as Planned Parenthood, but I didn't know they did abortions there. I didn't oh. even know that was a thing. Yeah. I know if I lived in like a bubble, <laughs> but I just didn't even know. I knew I had friends in high school who had babies. Mm-hmm. It never occurred to me that they would have could have chosen to abort their baby. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you hear people now talking about, oh, I, I was around when Roe versus Wade was, was enacted as the law of the land and mm. abortion across all 50 states. Well, I was alive too, but I'd, that was I was sheltered from that as yeah. as a as a um, probably middle schooler at that point, uh, but here we are, yep. you know, post row, June twenty fourth, it went back to the states, mm. which is where it should have stayed in the beginning. It was bad law. It was bad law in nineteen seventy three, and it was bad law for all forty nine years. It was bad law. Yeah. Thank goodness in Arizona, there's been a lot of good laws that have been enacted to try to offset that bad law um, and, um, you know, restrictions on parents being able to, um, parents having to sign for their child's abortion, which is still Mm. mind-boggling that a parent would be okay with, you know, the the killing of their grandchild, things like that. Um, But when Roe versus Wade was overturned Mm. in Arizona, those of us in the pro-life movement anticipated we'd go back to our previous law, which was no legal abortion in Arizona. And that's what they would call a trigger law. Um, But that didn't happen. Mm. And it was devastating. Initially, um, most of the abortion providers in Arizona stopped doing abortion while they sort of battled out that law, th- those issues in the court. Um, some of the private abortion places up in Phoenix continue to do abortions. Mm. Um, well, what we found out was there in, was an injunction in place that was being battled out at the time that Roe versus Wade was enacted back mm. in 1973. So when that got reversed on June 24th, while yeah. we were all celebrating, we're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. There's still this injunction to deal with. So um, here in Pima County, there was a judge, heard the court case where they battled it out between Planned Parenthood and the attorney general. Um, and she, last Friday mm. on, I don't even know the date of last 23rd. Friday. Um, the what? September 23rd. September 23rd. Thank you for having that date because I don't know what date (laughs) that was. Um, That judge 
which we fully expected her to keep the injunction and not lift it because she was pretty much liberal-minded. She looked at the law, and she saw that she had to rule to lift the injunction, which immediately, at 4.30 last Friday, immediately ceased all abortions in Arizona. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Such an amazing, such an amazing um, news. Mm Mm-hmm. And so lots of celebration. Yeah, we were at the gala. We were at the gala on Friday night and mm-hmm. got to do that celebration with about 700 other yeah. amazing pro-lifers, which yeah. was great. And then Sunday night, we had our 40 Days for Life kickoff, which yep. is a 40-day vigil, which started on Wednesday, the 28th, where we spend time at the sidewalk at Planned Parenthood praying mm-hmm. for 40 days to end abortion. Many people are asking us now, well, why are we still there if abortion is over? Women are still walking in that clinic to now get referrals to go out of state to yeah. get their abortion. Mm-hmm. So until that building is shut down, we will continue to be at the sidewalk. Um, and so we had our kickoff on Sunday. We had almost 100 people there. It was amazing. A lot of other groups sp- spoke. All, all the news cameras yeah. were out there um, raising awareness. Um, and here in Pima County, which is a pretty liberal county, yeah. um, they um, named us as the anti-abortion protesters on the news, which drives me crazy. No, um, because yeah. we're just we're there to love on people and to yep. pray for them. Um, to me, protesting is yelling and screaming and exactly. throwing things, and that's the last thing we do. We just want to love on people and help raise awareness um, that this is, you know, these are babies Amen. and babies at conception, not Amen. babies the second they're born out of the woman their babies way before that amen and they deserve a chance for life amen and so that's that's all the fun exciting things that have been happening um these last three months it's been it's been phenomenal Mm -hmm. and um so yeah here Mm -hmm. we are now talking about it and unfortunately Planned Parenthood on Monday Mm. um filed lawsuits immediately to try to get that injunction put back into place so mm. they can start doing abortions again. They stated um, in their press release that this would be an undue burden on their company mm. if they were not allowed to continue doing their services. Um, I think that's it's actually pretty funny because Planned Parenthood claims that abortion is only 5% of their income. Mm. Well, if it's only 5% of Why their income, it then it's not, but it, it's, it's all, it's not true. Yep. Obviously we know it's not true. It's more yep. like 95% of their income. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if, if we can continue keeping abortion illegal in Arizona, I believe mm-hmm. these places will shut down and they will have to sell their buildings yeah. and they can move over to the neighboring States that are happy to do abortions all nine months and even beyond Colorado Mm. is going up to 28 days after delivery. California Mm. is looking like they're going to do the same, which is horrific. I just can't, again, if you've ever seen a baby born, how could you think it's okay to kill that baby? I mean, at any time, let alone after it's born. Yeah. So it makes it not. Yeah. Anyway. So that was a lot of stuff I just told you. Praise, I just gave you this God, entire life you. of of, of insanity, <laughs> right? You. I love that, <laughs> and I love your story and how you got into you know being pro life. It wasn't something that wasn't immediate through all those things, but that's. I mean, it even makes me think of like people when they give their life to the Lord, like thinking of even salvation. Like they need little 
um, like seeds planted and different stuff before they actually do. So that's where it's like for us, like speaking to people and sharing the truth, we should never be discouraged that they don't understand because it's only the Lord that really takes that veil off to where they can see and they're like, okay, wow, this is a sin. And like what I'm doing is sinning. And I think it's cool too, because I think when they have like the pictures of like the baby or the abortion, people are like, oh, I can't look. And it's like, well, it's good. You need to see how graphic and what's actually happened. Because what Satan likes to do is he likes to hide things and make it look pretty and put it in the dark. Like even um, Officer Brandon Tatum, he was saying, he's like, I thought Planned Parenthood, they were helping you plan your parenthood yeah. like, to be a parent. He's <laughs> like, that's how dumb he's like, I was. So it's like they they know how to seduce and trap you. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, what really, is really amazing that it took me so long. Yeah. Like I know God was working in my yeah. life every step of the way. Yeah. And for me to look back now and I'm like, thank you God for not giving up on me. Amen. Because Amen. Like, how many times did you have to hit me over the top of the head yeah. to get my attention when I kept thinking, yeah. well, I am doing the work you've set me out to do. Yeah. And but then I was making these other excuses because it wasn't really affecting my life. Yeah. And then he, finally he had to put something in to really shake me. And it shook mm-hmm. me to the core. But it took me, you know, 35 years to get there. Yeah. that That's messed up. Mm-hmm. Well, that just shows <laughs> God's know? grace because it's like he probably knew that now because of that realizing how did I not know all that long you have so much more of a passion and a fire the others wouldn't you know like me I'm like oh I've quote-unquote been raised in a pro-life family and we believe this so it's like I can be like oh we're we're doing it like we agree but it's not until you actually are in the trenches and you're like doing what you can like on the sidewalks of Planned Parenthood and actually praying and not just saying oh I'm praying like think I'm praying you know like actually praying and so I've been convicted and so it's like no one should ever be like oh I can't believe I didn't know or even for women who've had an abortion I mean think of them they're like how did I not know you know this is my baby and I feel my baby inside of me but it's like still that's what the enemy wants he wants to bring that shame right guilt I like how uh, Vicky from church was saying guilt isn't bad because we're all guilty. We're all guilty and we all deserve death and we all deserve hell. But the Lord, that's why he is the one who forgives us, right? And that's why he died on the cross for our sins. But shame, that's from the enemy, like constant just feeling all this like remorse and shame and can't really move from it. That's what the enemy, where he wants these women to stay. And so I... I'm really excited that the Lord has been bringing together right at our church, a pro-life team, because you were the one who helped bring that together. Um, But anything else before we get into the pro-life team, anything else with uh, the um, injunction and everything with, you know, what we can do post row, which is the pro-life ministry and stuff like that, but anything else? Yeah. Well, the main thing is voting. Obviously we have elections coming up and which Mm -hmm. everybody is talking about. Um, I'm not a big TV watcher, but right Mm -hmm. now, anything you watch on TV, um, the, I'm just going to say the pro-abortion side is making the entire election about abortion Um, and the, the horrible information that they're putting out there, you know, you just, you really got to know what, 
what lies are being told, um, making it sound like, you know, if you are against yeah. abortion, you hate all women. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just really insane. So you've got mm. to really know your candidates. You've got to know what they stand for. Yeah. And, um, you know, that, that, that term vote your values. I mean, yes. you really need to look at your biblical values and vote, um, hopefully vote pro-life. Yeah. Um, we are really in a situation here in Arizona that we could so easily be turned into a true blue state. Yeah. Um, cause right now it's really a little purple. Um, we yeah. need, we need to keep, um, keep our conservative state conservative yeah. because if it turns, we will turn into California or Colorado overnight. Amen. And that is frightening. All of the abort, uh, the the pro life measures that have been put into place all these years and enacted, and of course, currently with no abortion, um, I would say within two years we'll be completely back to not just abortion. Um, those first, you know, the first trimester, it'll mm-hmm. probably would then go to all nine months. So if we don't stop this yeah. now with our votes, um, you, we people have got to get out and vote, mm-hmm. and then that's the biggest thing that you know is my ask is get out and vote um besides come out to the sidewalk and join me in Mm -hmm. prayer Mm -hmm. right now i mean i don't normally have a lot of time to go out during the campaign um, and spend time praying um i've been there every day this week um and um even if it's just for an hour uh you can go to the 40 days um for life.com website find tucson sign up and um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of different people out praying at the sidewalk, so you're never going to be alone. Yeah. There, I can say this week that I've been out there, very few cars in the parking lot mm-hmm. because, yeah. you know, what kind of services are they really going to be providing? Um, I find myself spending most of my time back in the staff parking lot area, not in the parking lot because I'd get arrested and I don't <laughs> want to get arrested. But on the sidewalk, um, this morning there were nine cars of employees and I focus on each vehicle and I pray over each vehicle for them to be convicted for what they're doing and, 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 um, while they're driving, um, Mm. I'm also finding myself praying for, um, the faces of the women and the cries of the babies to come to them in their dreams Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because we know how the Lord can reach people through dreams. And so that's where my focus has been on is like, bring, bring on the dreams Lord to these people and convict them to run away from this horrible industry. And um, so I, people are like, Oh, why are you praying in the back? It's like, because these, these people who are working in this industry who have bought into the lie, yeah. who think it's okay. They think they're helping women. They're not recognizing that they're yeah. hurting women. So we need as many prayer warriors mm-hmm. right now on the sidewalk as possible. Yeah. It's not a waste of time. The women are still walking in there and are getting referrals yeah. to the closest abortion facility um, is four hours away. Yeah, New Mexico. And it's New Mexico and El Centro. They opened a clinic in El Centro, mm. California. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it is, it's frightening. Yep. I know. And that's where I was talking to Helena and she wants to start here at the church, the Embrace Grace, mm-hmm. which they talked about at the yeah. Hands of Hope Gala, Gala Gala, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, I want to talk a little bit about the pro-life ministry. What are the different, um, I guess, cause I feel like you have different like sections yeah. within it, which is awesome. And, um, but how, 
churches can help the women because I think we're told as a church like you just care about the babies you don't care about the women you know like you could care less like and how that's not true so you can go into anything you want with the pro-life ministry at yeah. Calvary Valley. So once, it's basically what happened when Roe versus Wade was overturned on June 24th, mm-hmm. um, the call to action in the pro-life community across the nation was it's time for the churches to step up. Yes. Unfortunately, too many churches turned a blind eye. They're afraid, the pastors are afraid to talk about abortion from the pulpit because they might, they're worried it might offend somebody. Yeah. What happens to the women who've had abortions? They're like, my sin is so great, they won't even talk talk about it um and you know abortion yeah it's a sin but so is a whole lot of other sin that many pastors are not afraid to talk about so let's let's talk about what needs to be talked about so the call to action was the churches need to step up and i'm like absolutely Mm -hmm. so what did i do i Mm -hmm. went to my church leadership Mm -hmm. um and and um knowing that pastor craig and you know obviously the church leadership Mm -hmm. here at calvary um very supportive of the pro-life you know, work that yeah. has been going on and, and supportive of me being involved with 40 days these last couple yeah. of years. Um, I was so thrilled when pastor Craig said, yeah, come on, talk mm-hmm. about it. You, you, I'll give you the microphone at church yeah. the next yeah. Sunday. And I'm like, really, you don't <laughs> give that up very often, but I'll be yeah. glad. And, and so, um, being able to announce that we were going to start a pro-life ministry, what an absolute blessing for this mm-hmm. church. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're not a giant church, as it's yeah. pointed out quite often. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't, we're mm-hmm. not a mega church. We like it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but currently, so so we put I put it out there like, hey, we're going to do this information meeting. Who who might be interested in in stepping up and being part of this prayer life ministry? Um, this was the. I think we had our first meeting the end of July. Mm-hmm. We had a huge number yeah. of people show up. Yep. Um, so we've had, a, we've had three July, August, September, we've had three Sunday meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, we do one meeting a m- month on a Wednesday just to capture ec- extra people. And so for a little bit more engagement and I, I think I have 65 email addresses on the, the listserv for sending yeah. out the information, Amen. which is probably, I don't know, more than a quarter of the church mm-hmm. wants to be engaged in this. And we, I also know there's plenty of other people who do want to be engaged. They just don't have time in their life to join another committee or, yeah. or at that yeah. level. Um, so what we've decided to do... Um, Again, having run organizations in the past, you recognize real quick, you can't do it all. And I don't want to just think I can do this all. So we created a committee structure because everybody has different gifts and different talents, as we know. And um, so we have four different committees. And so what I'm challenging people who... um, Within our church, if you haven't gotten involved yet, there's there's a place for you. Um, So we have our outreach committee and... um, it's led by Candace, and she and her team is great. And they're actually going out to all the Northwest churches, wow. everybody up in the Northwest side of town, and going to go and talk to them, find out what they're doing for pro-life ministry, yeah. um, or not, if they would like to um, walk alongside us on this journey, or if they're doing something themselves, we'd like to know what it is that they're doing. We also anticipate some doors will be slammed in their face, because unfortunately, some of the churches that claim to be Christian churches um, support abortion. Yep. So that's, you know, it hurts our heart, but we're not going to 
They're prepared to have doors slammed in their faces and to be able to go back and visit them again in the future. Maybe we can help change their hearts. Um, We're also going to be, um, we have a committee, which is our Pregnancy Resource Partnership. Mm. So we're going to be partnering with places like Answers for Life, Hands of Hope, Reach Out, New Life, um, which are the great these great pregnancy centers around town that are helping pregnant women, helping mm-hmm. parenting families, um, giving them the support services. And how can we help them? This is led, led by Brandy. Mm-hmm. Her and her team are looking at what are their needs? Can we do a diaper drive here yeah. at the church? Can we do any kind of a, a, a you know, some, like fundraiser or support their fundraisers or yeah. Um, can we put together um, care packages for the new mamas? Can we write encouraging notes to the women mm-hmm. who are really maybe finding themselves alone and struggling with going through their pregnancy? So a lot of great opportunity mm-hmm. there for our entire church to get exactly. involved. Um, we we're talking about a stuff the truck. Mm-hmm. I, I've always like known stuff the bus, yeah. but we're talking about let's see, you know, what can we do to to start bringing material goods in for these families? Mm-hmm. Um, we're also going to do a committee. It's um, called. It's for resources and support, and this is um, led by Hallie, yeah. and she's the one who um, is going to be working towards bringing Embrace Grace, yeah. which is a um, nationally recognized um, support network, Bible studies, um, and it's just an entire supportive environment for single moms. Yeah, and she um, is super excited. She's it's really exciting that this is happening. There is an Embrace Grace group that just started this past week mm-hmm. um, at Calvary Tucson across yeah. town. And so um, having one on this side of town with mm-hmm. our Calvary yeah. is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just, again, being the support services mm-hmm. so that we can be there as a listening ear to the women. And again, on our side of town, there's yeah. really nothing nothing available. So yeah. we, we want to make that happen. Um, we also would love to um, play around with the idea of Hands of Hope now has a mobile clinic. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we'd love to work with them to see if we can get their mobile clinic here in our parking lot yeah. you know, a couple times a month so we can serve people in this side of town. So Amen. these are some things that we yeah. have in the works and we're hoping that we can make that happen. And then we have our website and media um, group, um, which is head up by Christian mm-hmm. and um, just trying to pull things together so we can get it on our webpage yeah. and we can have flyers to go out when people are going out into the community mm-hmm. and we're getting lots of new pictures taken. We got some yeah. great pictures on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and again, just raising awareness about who's doing what across, uh, across the Northwest part of Tucson. Mm-hmm. So it really is a lot a place for everybody. Yeah. Um, if you're like, well, I really don't want to do any of those things. Mm-hmm. Well, would you be willing to write encouraging notes to women? Yeah. And you can do that from the comfort of your own home. Yeah, um, we're looking at possibly getting, um, you know, like uh, pro life like stationary cards that has the Calvary mm-hmm. um, logo on it. Yeah. So it'll be coming from us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're talking about, you know, we might need to do a little bit of fundraising yeah. so that we can help fund all the things that we have That's in true. mind. So super excited mm-hmm. about the um, the response that we've gotten. Yep. Um, and I'm, it's sort of like, I'm, I'm sort of like that ringleader trying to keep all the balls in the air for mm-hmm. these four committees. Yeah. And, um, and right now being unexpectedly unemployed, mm-hmm. I have so much more time to, to, to focus on that mm-hmm. again, which has been such a blessing because yeah. I would probably be losing my mind right now <laughs> if I did have a paying job. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm being paid in amazing mm-hmm. other ways. So yep. it's yeah. just encouraging to see that, yeah, the church just coming together and getting excited about what the Lord is having us do because 
it's not that we're just like we just want to do it because we're so kind and caring and loving it's like this is god's heart for the women for the babies and he created all of them and he created even the people who are performing abortions and the people who you know could care less but i i just really am thankful for our church just being able to have you leading that and then also them stepping up and so if anyone else Calvary is interested you can obviously talk to Laura at church and we can give your contact at the end but um I I don't know is there anything else that you think that listeners need to hear any encouragement any spur of what they can do and yeah yeah so for those of um, of you who are interested in getting more involved in pro-life ministry, yeah. you know, I know a lot of people watch Calvary Conversations that mm-hmm. do not live in Tucson. Yeah. Find out what's going on in your own community. Exactly. You know, find out what, is there a 40 Days for Life campaign happening? Um, there's 622 going on across the world right now, mm-hmm. campaigns, which is the biggest ever, wow. which is interesting when a lot of abortion clinics have shut down already, and this is the biggest campaign ever. People are mobilizing and getting mm-hmm. out there and raising awareness. So find out what's going on in your own community regarding pro-life. Um, find out what's going on in your own church. Yes. If there's nothing going on in your own church, start something in your own church. Yeah. Um, there's um, some really great resources online. Um, you're going to obviously provide my contact information. Yep. Um, people can reach out to me and I can gear them towards different places Amen. that might work for them. Um, here in Tucson, again, find out what's going on in your own church. Mm-hmm. And if you need help starting something at your own church, if you want me to come and talk, I'd be happy to come and do a presentation to your church and even provide, you know, a little bit of guidance to get things going. Um, We didn't really know what, how we were going to get it going, Mm -hmm. but I I found some really great resources and we just jumped in and trusted the Lord every step of the way. Mm -hmm. And we still have a lot of work to do. It didn't didn't happen overnight, but again, we're, we have so many people who want to mobilize in this, in this opportunity. So um, get involved. It's the time is now we cannot continue sitting back and being passive. Passive or thinking, oh, abortion's over in Arizona. We're, mm. Our work is done. Nope. Our work will not be done until abortion is eradicated yep. across our nation and hopefully yep. across the world. But we need to shut this down in, in every state, especially here in Arizona, when we're surrounded by three mm-hmm. states that are full, full on abortion. Yeah. So we, we can't just be sit back and be passive and like, oh, it doesn't affect me. Well, it mm-hmm. could. It could be affecting your own child's future playmates yeah. because they've been they've been um, erased from this world because of mm-hmm. abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that was one thing that really started impacting me when I'm looking at all mm. of our all of our wonderful young adults here yeah. at Calvary, and I'm like, how many individuals were taken out of your life because mm-hmm. they were aborted? Yep. And you start thinking of it that way. Mm. Um, you know, I just had a, had a new grandson born mm. nine months ago, and I'm yeah. like, how many babies have been aborted in the last nine months mm-hmm. up until through last week that would have potentially been his future classmates or future, you know, baseball club team, whatever, soccer teammates mm-hmm. um, that didn't get a chance to live. So Amen. I start going down that road, and it really makes me very sad, yeah. but it also spurs me on yeah. um, to, you know, to motivate me to continue standing for life because i mean we don't stand up for you know again the least Mm -hmm. of these exactly um who's going to amen and it's really protecting too like 
the nuclear family because there's a lot of women like with the embrace grace that don't have family they have mm-hmm. no one and so the church is their family even though we're not blood like in christ we are family mm-hmm. and that's the coolest thing is that support and even if someone's had an abortion and they still have that trauma and like can't get the memories away or whatever whenever their child's birthday you know comes up it's just a lot and so just getting that healing and that help and opening up like come to someone in the leadership of the church or the pro-life team and maybe share your story Mm -hmm. because that's freeing for a lot of people just to have that healing and knowing that we're not looking down at you we're not saying that i can't believe you did that but there's forgiveness that he wipes away any sin anything you've done and even like another thing that we're going to kind of get into um and other topics is like for those who you know they're even struggling with sexual sin because that's Mm -hmm. a lot of it where it's like they have not been told you know that sex is for marriage right and just against like how we're not like we're not technically against um like god loves sex in the context of marriage but they think they think that god and the church is stripping away their fun and the pleasure but knowing that it doesn't bring pleasure it really just brings pain and heartache and so just being able to encourage the youth and how to go about, you know, temptations and go again about things like that. I think hands of hope. What was that one resource that they had? I don't know, but we should look that up because we'll link that below. That'll be good for the youth because we want to talk about those topics that are hard about like pornography that they get tempted with and any like less, how they can, you know, ask for help with like leaders and people in the church and they don't have to feel weird about it that if they're struggling with their boyfriend and girlfriend that they can get help and accountability that we all need that help it doesn't matter what age you are and not talking about it is not the solution exactly that's that's one thing that's been interesting again you know i've been here at calvary for two and a half years now Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is such a blessing when people found out that i was doing the the pro-life um um, work in within, you know, with throughout Tucson, obviously, yeah. before we started our own ministry, I've had several women come up to talk with me who have shared their own abortion story. Yeah. And they're still hurting is this could have happened yeah. 10, 20, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And they're still hurting. And we want to be a place where they can come and get comfort and, and, and loved on and, and truly feel that sense of forgiveness because mm-hmm. we know you know god's already forgiven them yeah. um, they, god knows yeah. their heart but many times the women are they're having a tough time forgiving forgiving themselves yep. so, so part of that additional support um committee that we're looking at is being able to have be a resource for those women as well Amen. um and if, if we don't talk about it, it's like I was saying before, you know, pastors who are afraid to bring yep. these topics up at the pulpit, you're di- you're you're doing your church a disservice. Yep. You know, yep. people are hurting across uh, qu- all walks of life. Yeah. And if we're not going to address that and give them the love and support, mm-hmm. um, then those pastors are missing the boat. Exactly. <laughs> not just know? talk about love and support. I think it was cool. My dad, when we were praying afterwards, the 40 Days for Life, at Planned Parenthood, we were just like, God, please just make it clear to us what you want us to do. Like, if you want us to take in um, a young mom and her baby and just help her or, you know, adopt a child or something like that, let us never say, I would never. You know, like, let us just say, not my will, but your will be done. Mm-hmm. Or like Mary, you know, 
not that Christmas is that soon, but kind of coming up. She said, be it unto me according to your will, God. I trust you. Because this life is so short. It's mm-hmm. a like, why are we trying to create this comfortable little area where it's like this bubble when it's like there's a work to be done, right? The harvest is great. The workers are few. To pray to the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth workers, which he's been doing that with the pro-life team. Yeah. And so just praying for that continued um just being willing i think that's all it is like with how you started the pro-life team it's like we don't really know what we're doing but we're willing we're figuring and that's it out. all god needs <laughs> yeah. is he just needs willing people people who are saying god i want to do what you tell me to do and so it's just exciting just seeing that there's so many families that might you know help other that might have other women where they help th- support them or like maybe adoption like we don't know but god does and so i'm excited to see what god does does in the years to come and we know that until jesus comes back our work is not done so yep. until we're dead we, um, we have plenty of work still to do back, yeah there's <laughs> always something work. to do but i i think it's just cool that it's like for you even not having a job you're not just sitting back and like sweet i can just relax there's like you said i'm more busy i am busier way than more stuff ever to do. Yeah. yeah and just again the the opportunities that god has put in front of me um it, with with the pro-life ministry yeah. but other things as well that yep. i've been having that that opportunity to, mm-hmm. to focus on you know my family a little bit more yep. and 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 being a grandma you know, and being a grandma i just yep. you know yeah. having having my grandson with me just helps mm-hmm. bring back all those reasons again you know i just mm-hmm. i share a little bit of story and then i know that we gotta get yes, going yes. but my my son has always known what i what i do and i mean he's he's supportive but we never really talked much about it and mm-hmm. he tells me, um, so Anders is nine months old. So he was born right before Christmas last year. And not a whole lot was said at the time. I mean, he was born perfectly healthy and everything was great. But this last spring, when we had a 40 Days for Life campaign, mm-hmm. and I made a comment to him about, you know, what I was doing. He's like, yeah, that's that's really cool. He goes, I never really thought too much about it. But when they put Anders in my hands after delivery, mm-hmm. all I could think of was how could anyone ever even fathom mm-hmm. wanting to abort their child? Yeah. How what man could ever even fathom? to encourage the abortion of their child Mm. because I just can't even wrap my head around that. Um, and so one day I was, I, I had to babysit the baby and Mm -hmm. I also had to be at Planned Parenthood. So I'm like, are you guys okay if I take him to the sidewalk and my daughter-in-law and him, they both said, yes, absolutely. And they'll come pick him up at the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. And I figured they would, you know, stop by, pick the baby up and go. And they hung out with me and spent time in prayer with me. And we spoke about it and we talked about it. And they're just like, so recently they were um, on a trip with some friends and my son got into a heated discussion Mm -hmm. with um, the other two couples about abortion Mm -hmm. and raising awareness about really what this was about. And it was interesting when he shared this with me the two men were totally on the same page as him in support of life and their two wives were not getting it. Oh. Yeah. And it was interesting. He's like, I don't understand how women who've had children yeah. would still be okay with thinking pro-choice was okay. Mm. And cause they did the same thing I used to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I would never have one myself. I would never encourage anybody to have, but it shouldn't be mm. illegal. Mm. So he had, he hit every talking point, every argument you could hit 
And like, I'm so proud mm-hmm. of my son yeah. who never really thought about it before until he became a father yeah. and everything changed. Yeah. Everything Amen. changed. So what, what a blessing that has been yes, to watch God. his transformation. Mm-hmm. He's getting a lot faster than I did because <laughs> I took me, it took me a lot longer. <laughs> yeah, That's exciting. Praise God. I'm just really, really thankful because I know that there's a lot of work to be done, but there's so much hope. Like there's a lot of light in the darkness, which, I mean, Jesus is a light in the darkness. I mean, this month of October is pretty dark, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of crazy stuff with, you know, Halloween coming up and there's like child sacrifices and there's like children that are being like part of like these, I don't know, these rituals and like things, but it's like, this is all the time, even though it's like more clear for a lot of people now, like this is happening throughout the world. And so remembering that if all you really can do if you're stuck at home you can't move and you're paralyzed if all you can do is pray like that is the most important thing just praying for the lives of these babies to be saved and knowing that it's not just this tissue or fetus like i mean like brandon tatum says we're all tissue like (laughs) i don't know what you guys are saying but that we're not god we can't decide who lives or who dies that's up to god and also satan doesn't create babies even in the darkest situation like of even rape which is like right point i don't know like or one percent or something really small but at the same time i want to this one lady i want to get on the podcast she she was raped and she had her son and because of that she said i been able to forgive the man she's like I don't even know the man who raped me but she's like I've been able to forgive and I have so much life whereas she's like I know that before I would have wanted to probably kill myself and not been you know here on this earth but it's like she has so much life and that's what God does like he takes those things that were meant for evil but the enemy meant for evil and he turns them for good and so it's like even in the worst case or like the darkest case like Satan didn't create that baby Yes, it was sin and what happened and that, what that person did, but that baby isn't sin. Exactly. And that baby is from the Lord. He knit that baby together. So praying that people are encouraged and that they can start a pro-life ministry team at their church. And how can they contact you, Laura? Um, you can contact me through pro-life at Calvary Oral Valley mm-hmm. or Cal- Calvary OV. Yes, OV. Dot org. Yeah, I'm like yes. pro-life at Calvary OV dot org is the best way to not reach me. Yeah. Um, you can also, um, reach me through 40 days Tucson mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And both of those I check every day and yep. it's, it's interesting. I now have two pro-life mm-hmm. email addresses, yep. um, one directly connected obviously to, to Calvary and the other one yeah. connected to the 40 days Amen. movement. So. And on our website, calvaryov.com, we'll also have the page and I'll link that in the description. Yes, we're going to get that page done real yes, soon. So that will be yes. ready for you guys to check out. And yeah, I think that's it. Thank you, Laura, for joining us. It's Thank been a blessing. You. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, of course. All right. If you haven't already, please make sure to like, subscribe, and share this video. If you'd like to listen to us wherever you get your podcast, just type in Calvary Conversations. If you'd like to check out our Instagram to see our behind the scenes, you can follow us at Calvary Conversations. And you can follow us, um, not follow us. You can check out our website, which is calvaryconversations.com. And if you would like to support us as we're a listener-supported podcast, you can do that in the description below where it says donate. Thanks so much, guys, and God bless. Mm-hmm.